0: This episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World is brought to you by Taskin, the first name in ultra stylish, premium quality travel gear, like the exquisitely designed Taskin 1 expandable backpack. With nine practical variations, the Taskin 1 is always the right size for wherever life takes you next. Save 30% on your next purchase when you use the promo code r Take 30. That's R&R Take 30 at Taskinsf.com.
1: Next up on an all new Rick and Rick.
0: Hasbro wants to slap your face well onto personalized action figures
1: (laughs) is Voodoo Ranger beer building a water park in the heart of California's wine
0: country White Back was just the beginning of big changes for the DC movies and TV shows
1: plus dude becomes a social media sensation by offering you 50 grand to land him a job plus loaded questions and a whole lot more
0: and it all starts right here right now
1: on the one show where everybody drives a rickshift
0: and everybody rules the
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to a summerific new episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World. I'm Rick Matheson, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Dennis Quaid. I I mean, Rick Wood. (laughs) How you doing, Rick?
0: (laughs) I'm great, man. It's uh, coming to the end of summer, which I'm a a little sad about. But, uh, you know, what that means is Halloween's right around the corner, and uh, I'm pretty excited about that.
1: Yeah, dude, I walked into Safeway the other day, and they had Christmas decorations up.
0: I know. I've seen this. They're they're just skipping right over Halloween, right over Thanksgiving, going straight in for the Christmas.
1: Jeez. But it was a good time of year for you to, I guess you went up to Oregon this past week. What was that all about?
0: Uh, I was going up to Eugene, Oregon for some business. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to go a few days earlier, spend the weekend in Portland, see an old friend. And so I went up and explored Portland over the weekend. And then Monday through Thursday, I was down in Eugene, helping my company open up a new office and meeting with a, a bunch of folks that worked for me that I hadn't met before. So it was it was a lot of fun. That's
1: fantastic. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been to Portland, but this last summer I was in Eugene for a couple of days, however. You know, it's a university town, but what's the nearest in California that you think would be like? It's not Berkeley. It's-
0: you know, my guess would be Davis, to be honest with you. It, it's a smaller town. It, you know, university is a big part of it, but it's uh, it's definitely got its own culture. Yeah, right? it definitely does. <laughs> I wasn't really sure what to expect of Eugene, I, but, you know, a couple of things. One, it's a, it's a fairly small city. It's about 100,000 people. Everybody there, by the way, was super friendly. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember one night, I uh, some of the younger folks that work for me, they're like, you know, oh, I want to go to a dive bar. I want to see what dive bar is like here. And I was like, eh, well, let's go. So we walked in there and it was amazing. All the locals greeted us right away. We started talking to them and it was just kind of a, a neat, neat culture. But the only almost negative experience I had was actually with an Uber driver who <laughs> was, was saying, you know, the one thing I'm really worried about is all the tech companies companies are moving into town, and they're going to hire a bunch of people. And, well, well, who do you work for? Awkward. And, and my employee is like, well, I work for a tech company. I <laughs> got mad at him. I mean, he was still fairly polite, you know, right. not not Canadian polite, but close. Anyways, that was the closest thing. But I had a fantastic time. Everybody was super kind, and uh, I just loved meeting people there. And
1: What's funny is a friend of mine and I drove up on the way to Washington, and Eugene at that time, anyway, at least where we pulled off, first we pulled in and there's like a Burger King or something. And I swear it was like a movie where there's tons of people in the windows and they all instantly turned and looked at us. <laughs> oh, yeah, so we go to the gas station and, oh, you're from California. You guys doing some crack on your way up here or something? Or it was just like, really? <laughs> That's what you think of California, which I guess I can't blame them. But anyway, it was not that kind of experience, you know, last summer when I went up. I really enjoyed that town.
0: I I will have to tell you, like, I was sitting at dinner one night and the waitress comes up and she's like, oh, where are you from? And I said, I'm from California, Silicon Valley. She said, I bet you work for a tech company. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. She's like, do you drive a Tesla too? Oh, (laughs) jeez. And so she had to be pegged. So no, I lived up to the stereotype. Now, the only difference is she said I was probably one of the nicer Californians she met. I wasn't uh, very needy and I was uh, friendly to her. So We
1: used to be sort of the laid back state and now we're not.
0: <laughs> I know. Honestly, Rick, I feel like some of the times I go places, I have to apologize. Yeah. Like I was in uh, I was in Maryland not that long ago and I was talking to the waiter in the restaurant. He said, yeah, you know, I had these two Californians in here the other day and they were mad because I couldn't tell them whether or not the food had gluten in it. And, you know, this and that, and they had an allergy to, you know, whatever. And, you know, it's like, you know, I don't know what they expect us to know. And it's like, dude, I'm so sorry. I know we're weird about our food. You know, I just want a burger. Just hook me up with a burger. I'm not going to make it complicated.
1: You don't even have to cook the damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this is, of course, the show where the Ricks share their unique brand of news and views from the worlds of marketing, media, tech and pop culture. And uh, we normally kick it off with Radar Love. I don't know about you, but I'm still hearing from folks about how much they enjoyed our, our last episode, featuring our Comic-Con correspondents, Kurt Ho and Eric V. That was a fun episode. Oh,
0: yeah. That was a great episode.
1: It was a blast to hear from them. They, of course, went to Comic-Con, and we talked about some of the the mashups and the variant sort of costumes that they saw at at Comic-Con. There were, like, female Doctor Stranges and whatnot, and occasionally you see things like Popeye the Sailor Moon, (laughs) Native Captain America, and that kind of thing, and group costumes. They only touched on a little bit about, like, kids will dress up as, like, the 300 soldiers or whatnot. And uh, as I thought about it, I made a list of, five group mashup cosplays that we should have seen at comic-con but didn't
0: oh no oh no
1: so at number five of our list of cosplays that we should have seen at comic-con but didn't dr strange versus the scarlet olsen twins why didn't we see (laughs) that at Comic Con this year, at number four of our list of Comic Con cosplays that weren't, the Scooby Doo gang falls victim to Vecna. Why didn't we see this? We should have seen screaming Scoob, dead-eyed Daphne, and fillet of Fred. <laughs> at number three, She-Hulk versus Iron Maiden. That seems like a natural. At number two of our list of Comic Con cosplays that we didn't see but should have is from The Fifth Element: Lilu caught in the clutches of Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome zorg strikes again and at number one of our list of cosplays we should have seen at comic-con 2022 but didn't forget captain carter what we needed to see was captain carter as in captain Carter and his Sweathog commandos including horshack <laughs> boom boom washington and cap's faithful sidekick bucky barbarino you can imagine welcome back Of course, I guess to get that last reference, you have to be at least 87 years old, listeners, so... (laughs) <laughs> Forgive you didn't quite get that one. Anyway.
0: That's awesome. I think now that you've set the challenge, some of our, our listeners need to go and, and make these costumes happen.
1: Yeah, we want to see this happen, folks. Some costumes that we might not see as many of next year that we probably should have include Batgirl and a couple other DC shows here. So among the big news, and we touched on it at last episode, was Batgirl, you know, the $90 million film that's already been shot, pretty much done, has been canceled right. amid the sort of aftermath of the Warner Brothers Discovery merger, but that was just the first shoe. So CEO David Zaslav, I believe he's coming from Discovery, he says that uh, he wants to focus on big theatrical releases, but now, just within days of, of recording this show, there was word that Warner Brothers is once again, I kid you not, Rick, pushing back release dates that have already been pushed back umpteen oh, times. No. So Yeah. So now Shazam! Fury of the Gods will not come out this year on December 21st as planned. It will not be be this year. It has been pushed back to March 17th, 2023.
0: Right. Okay, so it's going to so it's going to be a spring launch instead of a Christmas launch. Yep.
1: Now, Black Adam is still launching in October, so that is still in place for October 21st, but yes, Shazam is supposed to come out in December. Now, it's going to be in March. Aquaman 2 was set to be in March. Now, Aquaman 2 is going to be pushed back to next Christmas.
0: Really? What do you think? Why do you think they're doing this? Are they trying to align to certain holidays and, you know, they want to be the the summer movie? What do you think is going on here? They
1: had a number of movies coming in within a six month period. Now they're going to have those movies across several different quarters. So they're just spreading them out a bit. Now, the big question is, so hypothetically, The Flash is still set to June of 2023, and it is still there as far as we know, although folks are wondering if that will ever make it. But if it does make it the screen in June that will make it the better part of a decade to get the fastest man alive in his own big screen movie. If it takes any longer for this movie to see the light of day, they're gonna have to stop calling it The Flash and start calling it Cybertruck. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one. They, you know, that if half the things we're hearing are true, I, I, I kind of think they should recast it and start over. But that's me making a guess based on rumors, right?
1: No, Yo, you're not alone. I, I saw a morning consult survey that pretty much found consumers like, hey. hey, if this stuff is true, all this craziness that we're hearing from this actor, they should just you know, either not do the movie or, or redo it. So I'm keeping my hopes up that it will make it. But yeah. who knows at this point? So when we come back, it's going to be time for the good that Bad in the marketing, including personalized action figures and that little handheld Lay's washing machine for cleaning your greasy potato chip fingers you sent just before showtime. So uh, don't go anywhere. Hey, Rick and Rick Nation, don't forget to check out our website at rickandrick.com. It's double the Rick in just one <laughs> click at rickandrick.com. And welcome back to Rick and Rick Rule the World. I'm Rick Matheson with Rick Wooten and it's time for the good, the bad, and the marketing. Starting with Hasbro's new selfie action figures. So Nerdist is reporting that now you can get your face scanned and have your very own mug on your next, what it was, a G.I. Joe, Marvel superhero, or some Star Wars characters action figures. How cool is that?
0: Yeah, I mean, that is so cool. They even had Ghostbusters, by the way. Power Rangers, all kinds of stuff. It was really cool. I actually, when I first heard about this, I downloaded the app and I wanted to go do it and uh, it wasn't ready yet. So they say they're going to start shipping this fall. So I think we got a little bit of wait for it, but now I'm like highly excited and a little uh, impatient.
1: Yeah, so we didn't end up getting our Rick and Rick Pez dispenser, but we can have our Rick and Rick action figures. Yes. Everybody needs
0: an action figure, right? Exactly.
1: Also from Nerdist is Lay's washing machine. So Nerdist reports that uh, you can now to wash your fingertips with a Lay's potato chip branded mini washing machine. Yes. It's a real product, folks, but I guess they're only making five of them, so it's an instant collector's item, or maybe just a publicity stunt, or both.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I think this is definitely a publicity stunt. I mean, one, if if you looked at it, it's a little tiny washing machine. It looks like you can only put two fingers in there yeah. to be cleaned, and even then, it's just the tips. Yep. So, I think it's mostly just to say they did it. But yeah. was it does look cool. It is kind of funny. It got us talking about it, yeah. but apparently it's a real thing. And like you said, they're only going to make five of them.
1: Yeah, it's just a couple inches tall. You're right. It looks like you can only fit a couple fingers in, but you open the front loading door, you put your fingers in and it automatically sprays mist alcohol cleanser on them. Right Now, clearly, Rick, they've never seen my Doritos smeared fingertips before because Mother Maytag would have a hard time getting the nacho cheese Doritos <laughs> dust off my greasy digits. <laughs> But it's still a fun idea.
0: Yeah, totally. It's similar kind of news, and we've talked about some of the stuff before. More and more food companies are getting into this idea of doing lip gloss or mascara or what have you. Apparently, Applebee's has released a spicy chicken wing flavored lip gloss. So that's right. If all the Applebee's chicken wing sauce you love right on your lips. And if that wasn't enough, I also discovered, because you know, I went down the rabbit hole that Reezy's also has gotten into it. And not only do they have uh, a Reese's lip gloss, one for chocolate lovers, one for peanut butter lovers, they also have mascara in the color of peanut butter, in the (laughs) color of their orange milk chocolate, and and several other flavors. So yeah, I I think this is becoming a thing. I think uh, one company saw another company do some makeup stuff, and now everybody's piling on. Because
1: when I'm making out with a girl, I really love to have the chicken wings slaver on her lips.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This
1: company behind Fat Tire Ale and Voodoo Ranger IPA, is it really building a water park in the heart of California's Napa wine country?
0: You know, this was a in my opinion, this is a pretty genius campaign. And and so what they did is they aped a whole county. They went into Napa County, they identified a piece of land, made some sort of an agreement with the people who own the land, <laughs> and put together A plan to build a beer themed amusement park in the middle of wine country (laughs) and just to you know really antagonize the locals they they were holding nights where they'd answer q a's and they would go to the board of directors or you know whatever city council and try and get them to approve these plans and i mean it was clearly a a publicity stunt but they actually did an amazing job being realistic enough that they drew people in their billboards all kinds of stuff uh and they got a huge conversation Going. <laughs> so anyways, kudos to them. They they are not building a theme park with rides named after their beers. And there will not be a water slide that is dyed the color of their beer. What a
1: brilliant campaign to punk the hoity-toities of Napa's wine country with the, just the thought of a Voodoo Ranger IPA, you know, branded theme park. Must have just had everybody freaking out. Yeah. I did see on Instagram someone posted, LOL, I saw all the Karens getting their wigs in a twist over this. That's what a right. great idea
0: oh no and they and they they were totally antagonizing there was one twitter post uh from Food ranger that said the buzz kills a wine country and it's spelled w-h-i-n-e <laughs> I want to stop our ipa action park help us make it happen like and share to save the park that is awesome <laughs> uh they're evil that was awesome
1: yeah, evil in a good way definitely awesome. Next up, the dude who became a social media sensation by offering you $50,000 to help him find a job while giving everyone a master lesson on tricks for boosting engagement. This is Ben Taylor, chief AI strategist who posted on his profile, if you introduce me to a job opportunity that is better than what I currently have in hand, I will give you $50,000. I'll divide that between the touch points that lead to the intro. So just liking, commenting, sharing this post could lead to a $50,000 divided by N payday for you, where N is the number of degrees between you and the recruiter executive. Now, this was an interesting hook, Rick, but what's really interesting is when you look at the comments section, because early on, someone's like, hey, you misspelled chief. Well, if you read on, you see Taylor responding to folks. He goes, God, my inbox has been blowing up with all the kind people who want me to pay them to fix my resume. What they don't understand is because it has typos and is missing best practices he's misspelled, everyone had to comment the obvious mistakes which drove the post to the moon on engagement. Wait, like I planned it all along? WTF? Got to hand it to the guy. It was a very interesting idea. I don't know if he's really looking for a job, but he definitely did some good publicity
0: for himself. Yeah, I think this is another publicity stunt, and I think he's actually pushing his own company. Yeah. To me, that's what it really feels like. But I got to tell you, I got an email the other day. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say the last name, but the, the first name's Craig. I got an a email from Craig, and he said, Hi, percent F name percent exclamation point. Just joking. <laughs> Rick, if you haven't noticed, we have a, an automation platform here on LinkedIn. In. so like he purposely put in right. bad characters you know kind of an include if you will just to like catch my attention so not the only guy i've seen do this oh, but, yeah. uh, you know unfortunately for craig it, it didn't really work out i don't think i reached out to him but i, I did think it was clever so props craig <laughs> yeah
1: yeah now everybody's gonna be doing this Yeah, it's true all right well when we come back it is time again folks hang tight because loaded questions is coming your way next
0: this episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World is brought to you by Taskin, the first name in ultra-stylish, premium-quality travel gear, like the exquisitely designed Taskin One expandable backpack. With nine practical variations, the Taskin One is always the right size for wherever life takes you next. Save 30% on your next purchase when you use the promo code r 30 That's r and Take 30 at TaskinSF.com.
1: All right, Rick Wooden, are you ready to play? I'm ready.
0: questions. I'm ready.
1: All right, question number one. On the heels of its scratch and sniff bacon ads and wiener dog eye masks, Oscar Mayer is now letting you A, suck a rock hard wiener in popsicle form. B, <laughs> <laughs> B, dig into a double scoop of hot dog-flavored ice cream at Baskin-Robbins. C, enjoy a, a piping hot cup of Campbell's hot dog soup this fall. Or D, enjoy an Oscar Mayer pumpkin spice and wiener-flavored latte at Starbucks. Oscar <laughs> Mayer's has announced that it is now letting you do what? Wow.
0: You know, I, I don't know what's worse, your description of it or the fact that I actually know the answer. It's, it's the popsicle. They're making hot dog popsicles, <laughs> I think every including mustard. I, it's ridiculous, but yes.
1: Yes, you are correct. The answer is A. Oscar Mayer recently rolled out a hot dog-flavored hot dog flavored popsicle. As reported by CNN, it's called the Cold Dog, and it's a frozen pot that tastes like the brand's famous wiener, with a taste that <laughs> is smoky, with notes of umami, and it's topped with a mustard swirl. So the Cold Dog is for sale for $2 at select pop bar locations, and only while supplies last. Wow. Yes, a frozen wiener, folks. <laughs> Well, that is something. <laughs> That's really <laughs> something. Okay, question number two. NBC has announced that it is thinking about A, canceling Saturday Night Live after its upcoming 48th season, B, canceling Law and Order after its upcoming 209th season, C, canceling its entire nightly 10 to 11 p.m. primetime lineup, or D, launching a reboot of Friends now with the characters in their 50s. Oh, NBC has announced that it's thinking about what?
0: I think I heard that they're finally cancelling Law & Order. Not that it's a bad show, but I didn't even realize it was still on. But I feel (laughs) like the Friends one might be true too. So I'm going to go with the one I know. Which is? Cancelling Law & Order.
1: Okay. You know, that may in fact be true, but I did not know that. So no, in this case, the answer is C. So according to the Wall Street Journal, NBC is thinking about dropping its entire 10 to 11pm hour of nightly primetime television programming and handing it back to local TV stations. Wow. Yeah, apparently this is just an internal discussion. Nothing has been decided or discussed with affiliates. What's interesting here, Rick, is it comes as, of course, primetime TV has seen viewers defect first to cable back in the day and to streaming. Now, I saw this in NPR. Nielsen is reporting that for the first time ever, streaming has officially captured more viewers than cable or broadcast TV. In the U.S., streaming captured 34.8% of all viewership in July while cable accounted for 34.4% and broadcast came in third at 21.6%. To be fair, think about it, July is summer and it's off season for broadcast TV and most cable shows. And July did mark the return of Stranger Things, which apparently got 18 billion minutes of viewing time in July. Either way, big deal here, Rick, especially for brand advertisers who are looking to promote their products and services to audiences that are really getting harder and harder to get in front of Alright, final question. Unilever's Pot Noodle brand is out with a digital campaign that says the brand is reinventing itself with new flavors. And now it's bold, it's revolutionary, and it's A. Flavorful, B. No longer crap, C. The best thing since Lay's potato chips finger washing machine, or D. All of the above. Instant meal brand Pot Noodles is out with a brand relaunch campaign that proclaims it's bold, it's revolutionary, and it's what?
0: I'm hoping it's also true that it's no longer crap, but I think the answer is flavorful.
1: You would think, but no, the answer is indeed B, no longer crap. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome.
1: So according to Adweek, instant meal brand Pot Noodle is taking its products, packaging, and flavors in a new direction and firmly breaking up with its old strategy. The Unilever-owned brand is being promoted with an apology for, quote, gross flavor mismanagement. It's bold. It's revolutionary. It's no longer crap. That's how the brand <laughs> has announced its <laughs> revamped product. It's bold. It's revolutionary. It's no longer crap. Wow. Yeah, it must be going back to the old days where they said, you know, what's hurts like, we're number two, so. So we try harder, like just admitting your problems and then uh, building off it.
0: Yeah, that's wild. That's that's cool. I mean, it's cool to see them go that bold.
1: Yeah, that revolutionary. That's, right. <laughs> that's not crap. Well, this is also going to signal wrapping up our episode this week. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Before we go, Rick, why don't you share where folks can find you online?
0: Absolutely. The best way to get a hold of me is always on Twitter. I'm at Wooten, W-O-O-T-T-E-N. And how about yourself, Matheson?
1: I'm at Rick Matheson at Twitter. And of course, you can find all our social handles and listen to archived episodes of the show at rickandrick.com. Till next time, stay safe, keep each other safe, and keep on coming back to the one show where everybody's name is Rick.
0: And everybody rules the world.